Welcome to the Credibility Nation Show, the podcast that will help you to continually build and grow your credibility with your host, Mitchell Levy. Hi, Mitchell Levy, global credibility expert, and welcome to this special credibility episode of Thought Leader Life, where we're talking to amazing humans from around the planet on who they are, what they do, in essence, their credibility. Today's guest is Neil Gordon, who is a communications expert focused on helping his clients identify their purpose, distill their message, persuade their audience, and achieve tangible results. I almost got that. It just—it was so rhythmic, I got lost. Uh, Neil, welcome. Thank you very much for having me, Mitchell. Oh, absolutely my pleasure. So tell me, what is your customer point of pain? What is your CPOP? Thought leaders who are struggling to attract others to their message. That is so beautiful. And I, I want to say that's almost everyone, but let's say that's 97% of the population. Um, tell me more. What do you do? Essentially, when these thought leaders come to me, they are wonderful, marvelously informed experts in their fields. They have so much information. They've often been working for 10, 20, 30 years on developing that knowledge base. But when it comes to putting together a keynote speech or a book or some sort of seminar or anything like that, what they often do is what we could call the show up and throw up or drinking through the fire hose or just information overload. They just pack their content with so much stuff that well-meaning though it might be and as intrinsically valuable as it might be when applied in any given setting, in that mass-produced or one-to-many kind of speaking or writing type of context, it totally overwhelms the audience and it leads to crickets or polite applause at the end or that sort of thing. And they've often traveled to speak at a gig or something like that. And then they don't really get much of a response and they wonder why. And so what I do is I help people to these people to completely transform their content, first their message and then their content that surrounds it. So they make it so electrifying and so persuasive that people are falling over themselves to connect and to want to work together or to take whatever next step there is basically all founded upon the idea that people are not empowered by information, by knowledge. They're not empowered by that which they know is true, but rather that which they believe is possible. And so all of these creative content decisions are about inciting a sense of belief, but without it being manipulative or sleazy or snake oil salesman or anything like that. Got it. That was elegantly spoken. So tell me, how do you have credibility to do what you do? My background is in book publishing, where I used to work at Penguin before they merged with Random House, and I work with New York Times bestselling authors, and that was an apprenticeship or basically baptism by fire was a more accurate analogy because there was just a lot of stuff at stake and all of that, and I had to really get good very quickly as to what made content work and what made it not because it's so hard to get people to buy into reading a book and buying and reading a book. And I took that and I started working, ghostwriting books for authors and helped them to get onto shows like Ellen and Dr. Oz. And I've since started working with speakers and helped them to double their speaking fees and then 
convert 75% of their audiences to discovery calls at the end and make tens of thousands of dollars in a single speech from selling from the stage. And all of the, these things add up to being a very results-oriented, empirical, quantifiable way to demonstrate that persuading others around beliefs instead of information has a tremendous amount of value. I, I, I'm thinking about this, and I'm, if I'm listening to that, I'm thinking, yeah, this guy's got credibility. So, Tammy, how do you go about sharing that? How do you go about sharing your credibility? A lot of my work has been really getting clear on what it is that makes marketing more effective. And I'd like to actually nod to you, Mitchell, that even just the way you frame this whole conversation around the pain that you help people to get out of, that's very much my success in getting the word out is that in my marketing strategy, it's all about highlighting the pain of public speaking and getting up there and feeling like a fraud on stage and then hearing crickets at the end, people zoning out on their phones while you're speaking. And all of these things have been very helpful in me getting the word out around this. And I actually usually wind up using paid traffic like Facebook ads and things like that to attract people to my work and they might watch a webinar. I've just launched a speaker quiz where people can learn what type of speaker they are and these cool animal analogies and stuff like that. And that all winds up being very helpful in getting people in the door and then providing a tremendous amount of value through really well executed content. Nice. So, okay. So let's unravel a little bit. So you do paid advertising via Facebook to get people in the door to take a quiz. Then you provide incremental content and then you put them into the funnel that ultimately ends up doing something interesting. Of course, of course, yes. And there, there are various offers that I've made over the years. And my, my whole thing, Mitchell, is that if whether they decide to take me up on an offer or not, if there's intrinsic value in the process of going through that, it's not just, but wait, if you really want to do it. I mean, I, I really want there to be intrinsic value in just taking the quiz or in consuming other content. And then they could always choose to go deeper if they'd like. But as long as I've had people who one person I'm thinking of, and she provided a testimonial, she used a free tip that I give people and she got her very first standing ovation and made almost six figures in sales that one day. And so if I can provide that kind of value, whether they decide to invest in the program or not, then that's, that's a, that's a day well lived. I would say. By the way, when I, that was a great, when I said, how do you have credibility? That's a good one that goes there too. So I'm glad I asked and poked oh, a little yeah. bit more. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was awesome. I, uh, I really appreciate this. So, so listen, and, and given that I play in this space, I, I know a number of people. And, and I want to say, if, if you're watching this and you recognize this is you, that you're a thought leader in the marketplace and you're not being heard by the people you think need to hear you, uh, you should reach out to Neil Gordon. And Neil, what is the best way for people to reach out to you? Absolutely. My website is neilcanhelp.com. N-E-I-L-C-A-N-H-E-L-P. And if you'd like to take that quiz that I just mentioned, which is just a fun way just to learn a little bit more about how you can show up for your audience as a speaker, you can go to neilcanhelp.com forward slash quiz. Beautiful. Neil, thanks so much for sharing your credibility with us today. Thank you very much for having me, Mitchell. Uh, you're welcome. For those watching, hey, click on the like button, share with your friends, and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode of Thought Leader Life. Take care, everyone. Bye now. 
Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend it on the platform you're listening to. You can also get more information at credibilitynation.com. And feel free to see the latest update to the credibility research and get a free PDF copy of the book written on this research at aha.pub research. 